I don't you know what's wrong with you? I don't know. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about how the fact that I was sitting up in Ian's room and I wanted to fucking punch a hole in the wall. Yes, she did. What's up, Paigey? Did she have a Pop-Tart? Yes. Yes. All right. She can have a Pop-Tart. Awesome. Literally still want to punch. There's brick here. Don't punch the brick. <laughs> you will break your hand. Been there, done that. Well, it wasn't really my hand. It was my wrist and my pinky. But those are two separate occasions. So you know we're recording now because you keep looking at the microphone? I know. I knew as soon as you, because I saw you go, boop. I know, I know we're recording. You know, no, I don't want to get on a hotspot. I have Abby's internet. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we've warned people. Yes. It's going to be one of those nights. It's been one of those nights, guys. Uh, I, I mean, I came over and she was already in a state and then... As I was reading to her child, she laid on his bed and stuck her legs straight up in the air. Like I'm fighting. And then the her urge. hands. I'm just. I'm fighting. I'm fighting this urge. To scream as loud as possible. Um. I mean, you might want to go in and do that in a pillow. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it picked that noise up. What's wrong with me? Do you want to do you want to start this podcast or do you? Yeah, just go fucking go for it. Oh my god! <laughs> so this is ghosts and shit. I'm sorry, mom. That's Abby. <laughs> That's Andrew. Oh my god! This is gonna be an interesting episode. Oh shit! She... I kicked the table again. <laughs> this is gonna be quite the interesting episode with Abby's state of mind. Um, we both have energy drinks because we might be recording our other podcast after this one. It just depends. Um, I really don't know what's wrong with me. It's like it wants to like just everywhere. Just everywhere. It's yes. everywhere. And I don't know how to contain it. I don't know how to keep it down. And it won't stay down. And it just wants to be everywhere. She doesn't have that problem with her husband. <laughs> no, I go to bed. He's passed the fuck out and just poke, poke in the butt. <laughs> He's like, God, hope he never listens to this. <laughs> oh, he'll be embarrassed. Nah. 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 I mean, you know. They should be embarrassed. Their tree looks like a penis. <laughs> you get your husband back in a week. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Go! Get the, the, are you, are you sure? Yes! All right. This is the perfect state of mind for this podcast. All right. So Because you know it's not my fault. So on our last episode, we, we had all of our theorizing about Ugh. Olive. Ow. Um... But tonight we're going to go a little more personal, and we're going to tell lots of stories. Um, we kind of touched on the window in the backyard yes. in our first episode. Yes. Um, that was Abby's old house. Um, yes. When I met her, she was living in an apartment, and then, like, the week after she started Laura. rehearsals. Oh, no. Stop the world. Stop the world. Yeah. She moved. and was like, hey, you want to help me move? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess, whatever. Um... And it was a couple of months before any activity that well, I we mean, noticed. That, well, that I knew that was, that's what it was. Yeah. I'm going to apologize now. Speaking tonight is going to be very, very difficult. It's also quite the chilly night because we're, we're under a freeze advisory. That's not it, though. I know. I, ow. Um, ow. Something felt like something bit me. Do you go inside and scream at a pillow? No, no, that's gone now. Okay. No, but it felt like something... What? That hurt. My arm. Ow. Like a full mouth of teeth or like a bug or like uh, a little... Uh, it felt flying. like a needle prick. 
I felt like a needle. Interesting. In my arm. So maybe we'll get off topic quite a bit tonight. Sorry. Trying to figure out what's um, going on with um, Abigail. Where were we? Do I need to text Blake? No. <laughs> no, that'll just make it fucking worse. But he did help last time this happened. Yeah, because he let me just feed all the energy exactly. into his fucking body. Exactly. I don't need your energy. I have to work at 5 a.m. This energy drink is already a bad idea at 9 o'clock at night. Um, so. Well, we we had talked about my old backyard. Just We just touched on it. We touched on a couple of the spirits. And how, it, how our paranormal story kind of started. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you like you said, stuff didn't really start for a couple months. There was stuff going on, but yeah. I just wrote it off as, like, bugs hitting against the window and fuck you, there was, wherever you are. There was, I mean, from the day we moved in, I'm like, oh, this is, this is interesting. And I saged the entire inside of that house. And you already mentioned that you were going to sage the entire inside of the house. That, had you when you moved in? Yeah, we did it okay. before we moved any furniture in. Because uh, remember, Emily did it with me. Oh, yeah. That and, and saging smells like weed, so it does. You got to do it when you can open windows. And well, and not just that, and well, but it scared the shit out of us because we we left the sliding door open because of the smell. And Emily and I were sitting in one of the bedrooms. What was used to be in your old bedroom? Yeah. And we just see a cat walk by the door in the uh. hallway. We're like, ah! No, it was the was neighbors. It no, it was no. the neighbor. The neighbors, the first neighbors that were not Jeff, the other side. Yeah. The first ones had like this cute little like. I say cute. It was a basset hound type of dog. And and then this orange tabby cat. Okay. And the tabby cat just walked right <laughs> in the house. And it scared the shit out of us because we weren't expecting animals in my house. And as soon as we screamed, it bolted. But oh, that's, yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's. And then, like, I had a hard time sleeping in the house. Yeah, you did. But, again, we had just moved in, so I was just getting used to it. and So I tried to write off a lot of oh. stuff. And so, yeah, the first yeah. experience we had, and we touched on this a little bit. Yeah, we told it was my experience. Yeah, it kind of took me by surprise because it was like a shadow. You said the way you described it was like it was in the form of a shadow figure, but it wasn't black. It was all white. It was all white. Yes, which was weird. Um, and I could really make out that it was weird. female. Yes, I could, I could very clearly make out it was female. It was very brief. It was like four seconds. Yeah. Not long enough for Abby to turn around and see it herself. Right. Which happens a which lot. Which I think you would have. If I had turned around sooner. Yeah. If you had turned around sooner. Like, as soon as I had stopped and stared. Ow. Fuck. As soon as I stopped to stare, if you would have turned right around, you probably would have seen the same thing I saw. Um, Sorry. I had to have a momentary... I had to have a moment of panic and freeze with fear before I was like, what the fuck's behind me? Yeah. Yeah, because like we said, she used to sit with her back to the yard. I used to sit on the steps facing the yard. Um, I still can't do that anymore. There's a reason I sit on the other side of the table on the back porch. And face out. And face yard. outward yeah. to the backyard. I, I don't feel comfortable with my back turned toward a backyard anymore. <laughs> but I mean. For yeah. very good reason. Yeah, because after that, it was we were always both sitting on the. Yep. Or I turned the chair so that I could still see the yard but still talk to you. Yeah. Um, but which is why I think you like to sit in the inside of the table. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like because I can get both energy the house in the in the yard. Yeah. Um, here just the outside, not the yard, um, so much. But um, so that happened. 
There and shouldn't then, be anything in the back, the current backyard. Because no, there's not. Cat and I saved the entire perimeter. Yeah, yeah, there's not. With white sage. So. Um, which we'll talk about that on an episode. Protective things that you can do even if you're not. Well, we'll kind of, kind of touch on it a little bit because of the stuff we did for yeah. the other backyard. Anyway, continue. After that, I mean, it was probably pretty quiet for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But. But we. You, and I don't know if you noticed that you were doing it. Like, almost from then on. At some point while we would be sitting outside, every time we were sitting outside, your hand would always hit your chest mm-hmm. while you were talking about right here. something or right something. Here. Yeah. Right here. Because I would always get a pain um, right here. But you never, like, mentioned anything about it? You never... No. You I, would just rub it I for would, a minute? I was trying to... Maybe, yeah. I was like... Because I'm only 29, almost 30 at this point, but my body feels like it's 60. Like, I got weak ankles, I got bad knees, I got bad hips, my my back is all jacked up, like, my wrists, I got problems with my wrists, all my joints. Like, today at work, I was sitting there, and I was stretching, and, like, my shoulders would pop, my elbows would pop, my back would pop, my hips would pop, like, everything. you just a big old bowl of Rice Krispies. Pretty much. I do love them. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, but that's what I mean is, like, yeah. you know, these weird pains, because remember, I got that weird one on the other side, this really yeah. dull, long, drawn-out pain down, almost into my tit. Like, all the way down. And That's a long way down, guys. Hey! <laughs> not in my good bras. Not in the current bra. But, um, I know we both look like he's German coming home. No, he's not. No. Uh, I, I figure we talk about your tits. He's like... He's right there. Right there. Surprised he's not calling me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I kept getting this weird pain, like, up in my shoulder. But, like I said, like, she would right, never... Almost, like, right, right here. Yeah, like, she would right never, here. ever say anything about it. It was... Usually, like, 30 seconds to a minute of her just, like, massaging that area. And I would take notice, and I'd be like, <laughs> groping herself. Her tit's not that high, guys. Um, even in her good bra. Uh, hey. That'd be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Up here right by your shoulder. Yeah. What's up? Um, and I don't remember if it was that something had happened like, it was the first time we saw Gabe, or... Because it was after Herman that yeah. I finally said something about that. Yeah. Because I so started is, getting the pain. So this... So Herman happened first, and yeah. then we had that, like, little party thing with the sangria, and Jeff and his ex were out yeah. with her kid, her youngest, and um, she had told us about how he's been seeing Herm, Herman. Yeah. And we were like, don't, don't be scared. Like, da, 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 da. And then she was telling, her and Jeff told us a story about the witch from the, from the woods. Yeah. That whole story. And after that. I forgot about that story. Yeah. The witch in the woods. Which, it's not really like an expansive wooded area. No. Uh, but it was after telling, the telling of that story that we really started noticing Gabe because he would stand right yeah. there at the trail that, that, that worn in trail in yeah, the woods. Yeah, that went. Because remember, we walked up to that trail one day, and we were like, I was like, fuck, no. I mean, there was one day during the day we walked back. We didn't go into the wooded area, but we I walked back. I didn't like going past my backyard. Um, like, it something physically made me want to stay in my yard. Oh, I know. Because we found the fairy circle and yeah. all that stuff. and I found um, that fucking first. Are you kidding? We really, I mean, really, my intent of walking back there was to check out Herman's little hidey hole. Yeah. Um, and he was very much present while we were looking, but yeah, he kept was, asking if you wanted tea. Yeah, it was it was Would daytime. Would you like to so, stay for some tea? Yeah. 
Um, we didn't, I didn't see him at that point. Um, I just knew he was there. And, because like we said in the first episode, Herman came first. Yes. Um, we kind of got to know Herman, and then... And it was, the whole Herman thing was very strange, because at yeah. first, he didn't know who he was, he didn't know he was dead, he didn't know when he died. He I did, still don't think he knows he's dead. I, he doesn't. We tried. He doesn't. But, like, it was almost like he had amnesia. Like, he wasn't... Well, he could never remember our names until... No. Up until the end. Never. He started remembering yours first. And then he pretended like he couldn't remember mine. Because I'm a cute boy. Yes. And because he liked to call me a trollop. Anyway. Yes. Um, but it wasn't until... So, like, every night we would, we you know, we would talk with them and see what we could, you know... And I say we. Andrew talked with them. Um, and I would listen and ask questions. And, yes. Um... And, and you, you would sometimes get feelings. Yeah, I would get feelings, uh, but nothing that I would interpret into words, like yeah. with you. Um, but you're better like, at that than yeah. I am. Yeah, like, the further we got into it, the more you were getting a little convoluted because Gabe was starting to show up, and yeah. you were getting more yeah. of Gabe than yeah. Herman, and yeah. you were kind of taking Herman, you know, we were like, is Herman the protector? Is that what's going on? And then we both, uh, I don't remember what sparked it. One night we were both like, Nope, he's over there. Yep. Um, and he was never... Gabe was never a presence. He was never a vocal presence. He was never vocal, except for the one time. Yeah. Um, but... Which, do you want to share that story? We will. Okay. Um, but he was never something I saw. I knew exactly where he was. I saw him. I could make out his figure in he my was mind. Very- like, poof. Yes. He was very built. But he was never, to me, a shadow person or um, an apparition or anything like that. Well, we, we called him Gabe, a.k.a. Gabriel, because he was almost like a guardian angel. Yes. For me and, at the time, just Paige. Um, and as time went on, Herman became one as well. <laughs> yeah, he did, which was really weird. Um, it wasn't that weird. It was bound to happen. Well, but when it first started, it was yeah. just like, it was, it, I don't know, it was like, Why? But back to Herman, Herman really kind of came out of his shell, yes. if you will, or started, you know, kind of being more vocal. We had gone to our friend Cindy's house. For a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. For New Year's Eve. And that was a shit show. Ugh. Thank God my mom sent me a, t- a text of my son bawling his eyes out because. Yeah. Not happening. Um, or was that the year before that we had E? I don't think it was New Year's Eve. I don't think I had Ian at the time. I didn't have Ian. No, you didn't have Ian at the time. It was... It wasn't New Year's. Yeah, because she moved in and then had a New Year's housewarming party. Oh, that's right. Um, That's right. Um, No. No, because she was still in the house with Richard. Oh, the Halloween party? Was that what it was? Was it the Halloween party? Because this was... Where I put on her giant wings and... I filmed you all dancing. Um, well, both parties, your mom texted you, and we had to leave. But, yeah, but, no, but the the night where Herman really came out of her shell, it was before Richard had died. Yeah. The Halloween party, we got there early, and we left a little bit early. Well, because of my kid, because of Paige. Um, yeah, but we were both kind of, because it had culminated, like, our friend Cindy used to live up in Lanesville, Indiana, and she had a pretty expansive property, um, and they had built back into the woods, um, <laughs> fire pit area and just like a little place to sit. But they, every year her and her then husband Richard, 
um, would, we miss you. We do miss you. We miss you very much. Um, they would do like a haunted trail type of thing, and they Which would they put blow the ups and yeah, you know, with inflatables and all that sort of stuff. And so we got up there a little bit early so we could walk that, so we could hang out, eat. Um, I Char was wa- in town. I regretted walking that trail. I loved that little space though. I I could have gotten used to everything that was back there. So many things. Um, and then kind of as the night died down. And people were random, like, there was a bunch of Hayeswood people and some yeah. little Colonel people. And, yeah. Um, we were all just sitting in the basement, and we finally kind of just, like, it's time to go. Yeah, we need to leave. Yeah. Um, but so we, we had gone to that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we went home, and we went straight to bed. We didn't go back out. We Because it was, I mean, by the time we got. I dropped you off, because yeah. I wasn't living with you at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then the next night, you came over, yeah. and we were sitting out back. And we were just kind of talking, and all of a sudden we both get, you know, like, Herman's popping out, and we both get this feeling of, where were you last night? Yeah. And we're like, what? Yeah. What? I was like, he wants to know where we were last night. He he recognized the fact that we were not here. Yes. Which is weird. And this was, this was like, four months into us having contact with him, having a relationship yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. Um. And like we said, up until this point, it was always like amnesia. Every night, we were kind of repeating a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. You know, telling him our names again. He finally got down to just calling us A. Yeah. Because both of our names start with A, so. What? What? I'm shocked. Andrew and Abby. This episode is brought to you by the letter A. (laughs) And X for explicit. Because Abby's already thrown out the F-bomb like four times, guys. Sorry! I can't... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and that that's the beauty of this podcast, guys, is that when things like this happen, we will figure it out as we're going along. Random um, funny story. I made my nephew me- meow like a cat tonight. Oh, God. I went, Lucas, meow like a cat. And he goes, meow. <laughs> it was the cutest thing uh, ever. Sorry. Um, so... Yeah, Herman wanted to know where we were, and we we told him we had gone to a party, and didn't he want to go with us? Yeah, he was like, I I want to go, I want to go. And we're like, you can't go, you can't go. I'm not letting you attach yourself to me. That's not a thing. And that and that was kind of when we started getting. We were a little more hesitant with Herman, just because he had this fascination with you, this fix that he had wanted you to go back there in the middle of the night for tea and like all this weird shit. And then we kind of. Uh, the more we got to know him, the more we realized he's just. That's he was just, harmless. He's he was, harmless. He didn't. Know. He wasn't going to do anything. He liked to show his b- parts from my roof. Uh, <laughs> he was very much lot. an intelligent haunting. He yes. was um, very aware. He wasn't aware that he was dead. He was not aware that he was not human. But he was very aware that he could not be seen by everybody. He was aware that... Um, we also had the feeling that he did something, like a dancer or something acrobatic, like a circus or something. I think we, like, landed on circus. Because he would do these flips of the time and period. shit yeah. and all this weird stuff. And he would, like, go climb up this giant tree yes. that was back there all the way to the top. Yeah. And just, like, hang out there like a fucking monkey. Yeah. Um, Which was beneficial sometimes. Sometimes. When, when things were going a little awry. Yeah. He, I mean, he was helpful. Um, so, then... Ow. It was it was shortly after that that Gabe really made his first presence. Yeah, and I remember um, the night that we kind of got more out of Gabe, and this is after the Kermit story, after all yeah. that happened. 
Um, it was you, me, I think Blake was there, and I want to say, was Reed there? Was it the night Reed was there? I think it was the night Reed was there. Uh, Reed and Alex were there. I think they both were there. And and I think maybe Blake was there. I can't remember. I don't remember Alex being there. Oh, maybe it was just Reed then. I remember Reed and Blake being, yeah, yeah. Reed and Blake. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it was just Reed. Um, and we had gone past my backyard, and I kept getting that pain in my shoulder. Yeah. I kept getting my pain in that shoulder, and... And finally, at one point, I was like, I was like, I was at that point where I I think I told you, I was like, ask me a question, ask me a question, ask me a question. Because I knew it was this connection with Gabe at that point. Yeah. And so you were asking me, I was like, what does the pain feel like? I'm like, it's sharp. It's intense. It's, it's in my shoulder. And I'm like, was he shot? No. No. Stabbed. Yes. Yes. And you were like, is that how you died? Yes. And, and it was like fire. It was like, you know, quick fire round. it, it, you know, from the way they're hearing it on their end, it's going to sound like you were possessed. She was not possessed. I wasn't possessed. It was a connection. Yes. And she was able to speak for him, you know, very much in the way that you see in the movies when seances happen. And, yeah. You know. I, uh, it, yeah, it was very much a connection. I was not possessed. I have full memory of everything that happened. Which, that's an episode that's going to happen, guys. Psychics versus, like, actual sensitive people. Yes. Um, and... That's when we kind of got this story from Gabe about the mother and child. Yes. Gabe had known this mother and her child that lived on the property, um, and they were murdered, I believe, is what he told us. He, he, he felt like he couldn't, he couldn't protect them. The, Something- ch- the child, for sure, we knew was murdered. We never got a full feeling or story for the grandmother. It wasn't the mother. I thought it was the mother. Nope, it was grandmother and, and grandchild. I thought it was the mother and child, her mother and her daughter and a daughter, because they only showed up a couple of times. I know, but I thought that's we made the we thought that that's who he was referring to, was this mother and child, because he told us that they were buried somewhere on the property initially, and then I realized. But it wasn't the creepy grandma next door. No, not the creepy grandma next door. God, we'll get turned a little bit. Yeah, um, it was because we had the one night where just everything kicked up. Yeah. Full moon, um, there was a lightning storm earlier in the day. Yeah. Um, just so much energy going on, and there was a lot of stuff there that's not normally there. Right. Um, and Some of it became more permanently yeah. there. So we had the mother and daughter who were only there occasionally on nights like that. Where everything was super intense. And I thought that that's, you know, when he would talk about the child, the child, you know, and, you know, refer to an adult. That's what I thought he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, telling us that they were murdered, they were on the property, da, da, da. And we don't then, know. We, let's be let's be clear. We don't know where on the property. No. We don't know how expansive the property back then was. We never got no. a time frame of when he was killed no. or when they were. When they were. Um, um, but I know that he was stabbed, and that's how he died. Yeah. But and it he was, felt like he let them down. He wasn't able to protect them, yeah. and that's why he was so protective of me and Paige, because he... And that's why we thought it was a mother and daughter, because we reminded him of yes. that. So. Um, but it was... The more time we spent out there, the more I realized that this mother and daughter were not always present. Yes. But that this grandmother and grandchild never got a gender on the child. Yeah. Um, because that's that's 
when I would break down and start bawling my yeah. eyes out. Yeah. Was when they would really make themselves known. Yeah. Um, they were the ones that were murdered, and those were the they they're the ones that were on the property. Again, yeah. the child for sure. The grandmother, not a hundred percent sure she was actually murdered or if she just died. And was just buried because so. of the grandchild being murdered or, or right. whatnot. Um, and that's very much what it could be. It could be that that property was so expansive years and years and years ago that there was a small cemetery on the property yeah. that was unmarked and nobody knew about it. And when they came in to develop it, nobody even knew. Yeah, that's um, a very. I mean, and we tried. We tried to look up. You know what it looked like through different decades and things yeah. like that. And uh, and we never really could. We knew it was farmland, but we couldn't really yeah. figure out where it would have been. Um, so then... But why don't you talk a little more about Gabe? I'm going to go switch my laundry real quick. There's so much do that. more I talk about about Gabe. There's plenty to talk about with Gabe. Like what? I mean, just how protective, especially when... Tell about the other... Civil War guy? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Gabe was very protective of me and my daughter. And, you know, anytime something new would pop up, he was right there to make sure that we were safe, that it wasn't anything malicious, things that he was, like, always on the ready, always on the ready. And one night, another entity visitor, if you will, would popped up. Excuse me. And it was this man, and he kept referring to me as Sarah. And I would tell him, like, that's not my name. I am not Sarah. I don't know who Sarah is. I am not Sarah. And he kept talking to me like I was Sarah. And Gabe did not like it in the least. He was very protective of me when this guy would appear. Um, the guy was harmless. He never approached the house. He never approached me. But he would, like, follow me. It was very, very weird. Uh, he would, like, if I would stand up, I would tell Andrew, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I would go in my house, and I could feel this dude from the backyard follow me from where I was sitting on the porch through my house to the bathroom and then follow me back outside, like, in a straight line. Like, he was watching me through the house to make sure... I was doing what I was supposed to or that I was safe and, like, nothing was going to get me. It was very unsettling. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like when I noticed it, I I turned to Andrew and I was like, do you see this guy? I see, you know, I feel this guy. Can you see him? And, I mean, Gabe was just, like, right there on the ready. Right there on the ready. And I was like, calm down. Everything's going to be fine. And he did. He he calmed down a little bit. And it kind of allowed us to be able to kind of figure this other entity out a little more. Um, I, every time he'd be around, because we had talked about this before, about how with me and visitors, if you will, um, a lot of the reaction I get is very physical. I can feel, like with Gabe, I can feel where he got stabbed. Um, sometimes I can feel head injuries. I feel like, sometimes I feel like I can't breathe um, and, and things like that. And with this particular entity that showed up, I felt like I couldn't breathe but it felt like my throat, like there was something in my throat. And it was, I couldn't swallow. I couldn't get anything down. And it, and it took, a, unfortunately, it took a few times before I realized he might have drowned. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he drowned. 
And we got this, Andrew got this image of him and he was wearing a gray uniform. And that's when we realized, well, that's not really what we realized. He was wearing a gray uniform and this one night he was very defensive and we quickly realized it was because of my new neighbors next door who were African-American, and he did not like them. Anytime they came outside, he would get very angry and very defensive. So we realized very quickly he was a Civil War soldier, and so we affectionately called him Civil War guy. Civil War guy. Civil War guy. Uh, still not, like I said, still not 100% sure on how he died. I feel like he drowned. Not... 100% sure how That's he would have That's the drown. feeling we both got on him. Well, it's because I, I, and I explained it, you know, like, I couldn't swallow and I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And we didn't make the connection about the Civil War until my neighbors came out <laughs> and all that. That was, a, um, that was an awkward moment. It was so awkward because he would get really angry and offensive and then Gabe would perk up like he's going to do something stupid. And I was like, no, hold on, hold on. And then the whole weird thing with him and me, and he kept calling me Sarah. And I was like, dude, I'm not fucking Sarah. And um, I think we kind of got the feeling that he, Sarah was someone he was in love with. Yeah. We weren't sure if it was a girlfriend, a wife, uh, love from afar. You know, we don't really yeah. know. Never got like a full story on who Sarah was. Story on who Sarah was. Um, but he he could not separate the fact that no. I was not Sarah. No. Not Sarah. Damn it. Not Sarah. Will you check the dryer to make sure I actually turned it yeah. on right? Thank you. Um, with Civil War guy, it was... He showed up randomly out of nowhere. Um, I don't know what she just told you because I was in deal with my laundry. Because we're real people recording a podcast, guys. Um, not people who have a studio and things like that. But um, he showed up randomly... She was the one who had more of the experience with the not being able to swallow, the not being able to breathe. I just had a very strong feeling that the way he died was... What, how do I phrase this? Was, who? was who? excruciating. Who? Civil War guy. Oh, yeah. It was um, very excruciating. Trust me, I know. So, sorry guys, I'm eating Pocky because I'm that guy. Um... No, like I told you, I mean, it was excruciating. I couldn't yeah. breathe. I couldn't swallow. I mean, and I say he drowned, but that doesn't mean necessarily he drowned in water. Like, he could have drowned in his own blood or fluid in his lungs. I Vomit. Don't, whatever the case may be. Um, I also got a strong, and it may have been a convoluted smell because of the three diggers. Mm. But I got a very strong whiff of alcohol. Which wouldn't be unheard of at that time. No. Anytime he was very present. Not if he was just, like, lurking. I forgot about the diggers. Yeah. I completely forgot about them. I With never the count- hole in your ground that wasn't there? Yeah. I never counted that. I've never counted them when we counted up all of the visitors. I always, I, I completely forgot about them. Three, but I'm pretty sure there was a fourth one. Yeah, way down in there. Um, yeah, like, there was, like, this weird shadow back there. Because the the way the backyard was lit was either from the moon. Or Herman's light. Or Virgil's light. Oh, I'm sorry. Virgil's light. Um, he had a light on his um, garage in the back 
that would illuminate across and would create these shadows. But and he we would extended always... that shed, so it kind of blocked it. Yeah. But we could still see this fucking hole. Yes. That was never there. We went back there and checked, guys. Yeah. It was not there. So a lot of times, when that light was on, especially, we would have to really... I would have to, because Abby is night blind. Yeah. I would have to really stare and gauge a spot where I'm like, is there something Ow. there? Sorry. Is there something there? Because it could have just been a shadow from this light. From the trees, from the shed, from the um, vegetable garden. The branch in the tree, in the tree, in the hole, in the hole, in the ground. The green grass grows all around, all around, and the green grass grows all around. Sorry. Abby's moved tonight, guys. Um, I can't help it. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. I can't. I can't. So one night, I I was like, "There's a hole right there." And and of course, we're like, "It's shadow. It's shadow. It's a shadow. It's a shadow." And then, one by one, over I think the course of like two nights, not mm-hmm. two consecutive nights, but two nights, it was like, "Oh, there's a couple of guys in there. Oh, there's like three guys in there." And then, like I said, I got the feeling that there was another one deeper in the hole. Um, don't know if he was also a digger or if he was dead. Like, they were burying him. Yeah. Because um, most of them were dead, guys. What? I'm shocked by this. I thought I just had a shit ton of stalkers in my backyard. Well. Eat shit and die, cupcake. I don't know Kat's witty response to that. Sorry. Well, usually I just say eat shit and she responds with replies with and I cupcake um so and that leads us into all the other crazy shit no that the hole is what leads us in leads us into Finn because it was oh. once we saw the hole and our focus was brought down oh yeah <laughs> I don't want to talk about it that I saw <sighs> the wraith fuck the rake. The rake. The rake. The rake. Rakes are things of nightmares. Yes, they are. They're creepy as fuck. And they kill. Uh-huh. They kill, guys. So, Finn had been around before this. We yeah. just never really knew what he was. Um, it, was it was a presence that we... Like, and he was always behind that bush. Yes. There was a really big bush. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... And we always could feel like there was something back there, and, like, I kept seeing something, but I, I didn't know what it was. And then the fucking rake hold up. Yes. And the only reason, because you were talking about Finn, who wasn't named at the time. And you kept telling me you felt like he was an animal of sorts, da da da, da. He was a, He's a big-ass black wolf. And it was at that point that I saw eyes. Yes. In this bush. Um... <laughs> Usually it's nose in the bush. Stop, <laughs> Stop it. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm just thinking about my mom's response. Tell Kat to put it away. Stop. Oh my god. Sorry. Sorry. She'll never listen to this, but that's I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So I saw these these glowing eyes in this bush. And I'm like, oh okay, there he is, there he is. And your distinct response was, he's over there. Yeah. She, like, she like sat back and was like, nope, he's over here. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. and that's when you started to describe that he was in a very tense position. Like, he have you ever very... seen a dog that's really pissed off? 
Like if you you know like like German shepherds when they're like training. Mine earlier when I told her she couldn't get up on the couch with me and not cats. Well, I mean, or like with Sophie with cats, like yeah. he was super low to the ground, like on the ready. All muscles in his body super tense, and the hair on his back just sticking straight up, and this low growl just coming out of him. And I was just like, uh, "He's over there, and he's pissed." Yeah, and it was like, "Okay, what's this? It's something new." Me, the ever the optimist Lies. in my life. <laughs> Lies. In this moment, though, I was. Yeah, I was well, just like, we're trying because we had had all kinds of experiences no. up to this point. Up to this point. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, we were figuring out what things were, and, and yeah. nothing was malicious yet. Yeah. Um, oh, and shirt. then... <sighs> Ow! If you do not know what a rake is, um, as much as Abby doesn't want to, we will do an episode on them. <laughs> I don't want to! If you look it up... <laughs> if you look it up, there is a picture... No! On the no. Wikipedia page. No! 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 Um, no! That is very much accurate. It's terrifying. Um, I mean, I can't the even. The next thing I saw was a long, bony, skinny arm come out from under this bush with just a giant. Oh, it's not a human hand, but it kind of is. Yeah. It like has the padding of a of a dog, and the thumb is where a dog's like that upper. It was um, very much like if you took a like if you took a dog's leg. Right? And they have that dew claw. Yes. That's like up the arm. That's where his thumb was coming yes. out. Like if you look at a chimpanzee's like hands, like feet. Yes. Right? It's very much like very long, long middle. Long yes. And long ass fingers. And then yeah. like the thumb was like up in the middle of the arm. But these these were <sighs> long fingers, long sharp claws. And it just came out and it grabbed at the grass and pulled back. I went out the next day before you got home. Mm-hmm. And looked at that grass to see if it was disturbed. It was not in the way I expected it to be. What, what do you mean? It was just flattened. Interesting. It wasn't like somebody had raked it. Uh-huh. Pardon Sorry. the pun. Pardon the pun. Um, it's not very punny, okay? These things are made of nightmares. It was as if somebody had taken, like, a, a human hand shaped, and I, I say human hand, I mean, I've got, like, an average... Guys, male size hand. Male size hand. Um, took their hand and laid it flat on the grass and just pulled it straight back is mm-hmm. what it looked like. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. And like rustled the, the grass because I'm like, nope, nope. We're just going to not even acknowledge this. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and this went on for several nights where it was just the eyes. Finn was very defensive. Um the claw coming out, it wasn't until about a week later that that fucker came out. Yeah. And Finn would not let it happen. No. We we quickly learned Finn is my grim. Yeah. And again, we'll talk about that on another episode if you don't know what that is. And so he's very much my protector. He's, he's very connected to me only. Um, and this was kind of one of those nights, too, where... I was like, I have my eyes closed the whole time, and I just like, I can't, I can't. You, you're. This is like one of those like sport movie moments where you're this like, is one you of those, can do it. No, this is one of those moments where you, you were sitting with your back to the yard. Mm-mm. Yes, you were. Mm-mm. On the night that he came out the first time, you were sitting with your back to the yard, and I told you not to move. Oh, that's right. I told you not to move. And you said don't move, and I go fuck. 
And then you started describing what Finn was doing, Mm -hmm. and the rake was kind of, like, hesitant about what he was going to do. Like, the rake was ready to attack. Yeah. He wouldn't have gotten very far. No. Because we had, we had saged the yard at this point. Insulted. Insulted. Um, Not as intensely as we did a few weeks later. Yes. But, um, so this happened. I called my friend Blake. <laughs> and, my hand is shaking, guys. And I described what I was seeing to him. My hand is shaking. And within an hour, he called me back and he goes, this is what it is. And I said, okay. He goes, Google it, look it up, tell me if that's what you see. I looked it up and immediately it was just, I know without looking in a mirror, I was white as a ghost. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, what do we do about it? And he goes, let me do some research. Let me talk to some people. Um, and I believe it was the next night or the night after he called me and said um, that he had a possible solution. Well, before this, before we banished the rake, if you will, because that's what we did. We did. Before that, that night where my back was turned and I had my eyes closed and I was describing what's happening. Finn was attacking the shit out of this yeah. thing. Like full on just biting at it, clawing at it, throwing it around. I mean, they, it was a full on fight between this rake and Finn. Yeah. Finn won, by the way. Yes. The wake went bye-bye with a tail between his legs. Yes, and was very much stayed in his little hidey hole for the next several nights while while Blake was doing his research and everything. Um, And then Blake called me, like I said, a few days later. He's like, I have a possible solution. I want to run it by you, see what you think, and then you can run it by Abby, and then we can put it into motion if that's what we need to do. Um, and so he and I met. Ugh, was this the night that he wanted me to pee in a bottle? No, because that was the thing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, so we, Blake and I got together and he, he was telling me, you know, what some of his friends in the Wicker world had told him about these things. Wicker, Wicker world. Um, and how to deal with them and how to basically just send them back to where they came from and not ever see them again. Yeah. Um, not to say that you wouldn't see another one at some point, but that one in particular. Did. Yeah. So Ooh. I said, uh, I basically told him we're not running it by Abby. Um, I said, I will text Abby here in a little bit, see if coming over tonight is a possibility. If it is, you're coming and we're going to deal with this tonight. Tonight. Yeah. And so he was like, all right, I'm all game for it. Um, he had something he had to go do um, after we had met for lunch. And, um, I remember that lunch, we went to B-dubs and he got a beer and was trying to get me to get a beer. And I was like, but I don't want a beer. I don't, I don't need, yeah, okay, yeah. fine, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, so Blake comes over, we start a fire in the fire pit yes. and all that stuff. And he brought like, a, well, we started the fire before he got there. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't something he had mentioned to me, but when he got there, like the first thing he said was, oh, good, you got a fire going. Yeah. And it, it wasn't a chilly night or anything. We just like just, bonfires. Yeah, we like bonfires. Can't wait. Hopefully we get this new house and then I will eh, I'm so excited. Anyways, <laughs> not that excited. Okay. Realistic. All right, fine. Anyways, anyways. So. So he brings his accoutrement, if you will. <laughs> his accoutrement, even though we both had our accoutrement. Yes, I had my whole bag. Boof. And you went and bought some stuff. and I had my little box and everything and. So he started going through what we need to do, and I am completely on edge through the whole thing because it's right there. Yeah, it is. And Finn's right there, too. It's out. Finn's not attacking it at this point. No, Finn's watching it. Um, But it's out, and I don't say anything to Blake about it because I'm like, 
if I make Blake aware of this, you know, I don't want him to freak out and, you know, kind of get scared of the situation. Blake, he would be, but he wouldn't be at the same time. He put no. up, he put up a front. Yes, but um, so I. <laughs> We go Ow. through everything, and he's like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is da-da-da-da-da. Um, he's like, do you have salt? Do you have this? Do you have that? Da-da-da. And I'm like, we've already salted the property line. So, and he's like, well, that's good. It's not getting over on this side. He's like, but we're going to have to go back there and, and deal with his spot. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it was clearly listening the whole time. It, like, retreated into its spot at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire time, I'm just sitting on the step. Like, I'm not moving from this yeah. spot. I am not moving from this spot. Blake and I are, are standing over by the fire pit talking loud enough for Abby to hear so that she's she's fully aware of what's happening. Yeah, because I wouldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. Um, I was absolutely terrified of what was going to happen. Um, if even went wrong. Even though Finn was there, even though Gabe was out, even, you know, even though all this stuff was happening, I was still very, ter- I mean, I... Well, the reason we knew something bad was over there was because... Herman started spending a lot of time in the tree. Yes. That's what was happening when... Yeah. Herman was, wouldn't come yeah. down out of the tree and we're like, what the hell is his um, problem? Which was beneficial for us because we used that to our advantage. Yes, we did. So we could see exactly where Blake had to go to deal with this. Yeah. Um, so which he... bless had, him for doing that. Yes. I mean, honestly. He had put together a little ritual, um, a spell, um, and everything, which... Again, we'll do we'll do an entire episode on all that Wicca and an episode on paganism yeah. and everything, so that it's not like we're sitting here saying we're witches. We're not. That's not what we're saying. Blake, on the other hand, would say differently. He will guest on that episode. Just yeah, because, he needs to. Um, but, anyways, so he put together this little spell. He put together, you know, the, the ritual and everything, and and we got him everything he needed. Um, and he had told me some stuff beforehand at lunch, and I had gone right after lunch and gotten what he had asked for then. Yeah. Because I was sure you had everything else, and you did. Yeah. And so we we did the ritual, um, and he wanted you to get up and be involved, but you were like, no. I, I couldn't do it. No. I can't um, do it. I will do it from here. Thank you. Yes. And so, so we did, and that was the f- I was somewhat not okay with this, this particular ritual because he had to cut his finger. Yeah. And use blood. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he's a very pure soul. So if there's ever an instance in which blood was needed, I'm calling Blake. Yeah. But anyways. so Very much so. He did this. He did the spell. Um, and something that he does a lot in his spell work is he'll write it out mm-hmm. and he'll wrap it around a twig. Yeah. And then place it in the fire to put it in, in the universe. Yeah. Um, which I've done that before. Yeah. I've done a similar ritual. That so again, this has nothing to do with the backyard, but it's a similar situation. There was this tree, in Han- at Hanover, and it was in the woods that surrounded the campus. And uh, this is another one of those walks that me and Colby went on, and someone else was there too. I think it was uh, Donald, and we found this tree, and it was a, it was very strange, because it was hollow. It was dead. Yeah. And it was hollow on the inside. But the opening into the tree was, like, eight feet tall. Oh. It, and the way the bark had decayed and fallen and these other little holes that had popped up, it looked like a fucking face. Like oh. a skeletal face. <laughs> the inside was spongy and wet, like the inside of a mouth. Yeah. And when 
I don't know why I fucking did this. <laughs> I touched the tree and couldn't remove my hand. Uh, you've told me this story. I couldn't mm. move my hand. Colby had to come and physically remove it. Yeah. And it took almost all of his energy to disconnect me from this tree. And at the time, I had a friend. Her name is Aiden. Again, she was kind of... She was my mentor at the beginning of my paganism and all this stuff. And I told her about it and we did a very similar ritual. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what park we went to. We went somewhere and we had her little cauldron and she had me sketch out the tree and I drew the tree and she wrote out a spell and everything. We folded it. We did our little ritual and we burned them in the cauldron. And it was, uh, I can't think of the word. It was almost like to seal whatever bat evil energy that was in the tree. Mm -hmm. We sealed it in there. And after we did that, Colby and I went back out there, and it was completely calm. There was nothing bad coming out of it. Yeah. We couldn't get anything from it. Um, we almost actually walked past it. We almost didn't even notice it, um, unlike the first time. Like, it was so far off the trail, and we saw it, and we're like, what the fuck? And we kind of went out, and that's kind of how we found it. So, yeah. It was, again, very similar. Yeah. Not with the blood, but it was a different, yeah. you know, it, uh, each ritual. There's not a standard ritual that falls for ev- you know, for everything, every yeah. it's different depending on the situation. So. And and for lack of a better term, Blake put together this little potion um, that he was going to have to go and, and sprinkle over the spot and um, with the salt and everything. And <laughs> this was this was the one where he told me that we needed sage to put in the fire. And I realized he meant a sage stick to break up. Uh-huh. And I bought sage the herb. Yeah. <laughs> and sprinkled it on the fire. But I had a. Sage. It made very very pretty. Um, Colors. Colors. I mean, I had a sage stick. We could have... Well, yeah. And and apparently putting sage in a bonfire will keep mosquitoes away. So that was a bonus. But he was like, it's fine. It's it's whatever. Um, So he put together this little concoction and he went... And he he asked me to walk back there with him. I said, I can't. Because we had learned at this point that neither of us at night particularly could go past the property line. Nope. Um, and if we did, Something, everything got very heavy. It and w- we could not move. No. It was very slow. It was yeah. Because um, there was one night shortly after that where I had to cross the property line, and it was just, I I had to hold on to Blake for his energy. Yeah. So that I could keep moving. But, so, he goes back there, he does his thing, and immediately, as soon as he walked back there, just like this calm came over me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, the rake had, had vanished at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think what he was doing back there was just a, a solidification of the quote-unquote banishment. Yeah. If that's the term you want to use. Um, and from then on, we didn't have an issue with the rake for a few months. It wasn't until I moved out here. Yeah. Um, and Finn chased that fucker off. And well, we, we thought we had one. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was no. an actual animal in the woods. Um, a cat or a bunny or something. Yeah. Um, because I saw the glowing eyes well, again. And, and that was, like, was part of the problem with that backyard. There, and like I said, we'll get to the other entities that were there. Yeah. Um, but we quickly learned from Herman being up in the tree, from Gabe, um, there were teenagers in the neighborhood that liked to go back in those woods and do things. Things. Like black magic type shit. Yeah. Uh, there was this cat that would come to my house all the time, and we named her Kit. We knew she had an owner; she had a flea collar, but she didn't have an actual collar. No. Um, and she was starved for attention. Yeah. Uh, and 
sometimes when we saw her, she was, like, rail thin. Other times, she was just fat. Yeah. Um, it was very back and forth. Like, the last few times we saw her, we thought she was pregnant. Yeah. But then she didn't come for a while. Yeah. And we had found out through our sources, I'm going to call them our sources, that someone had sacrificed a cat in the woods for some black magic shit. And we were terrified it was Kit. Yeah. And then Kit showed back up. We're like, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Scared the bejeebus out of both of us yeah, when I'm she like, showed what? back up. Because she jumped up. Yeah. Um, I was sitting in the chair. She jumped up behind me. Yeah. Into my lap. And we are like, but fuck! Yeah. So, since we've mentioned Herman up in the tree, do we want to talk about... That's your choice. No, we're going to talk about it, but do we want to talk about what we think opened that? We can. Um, so after all of this happened, because it was shortly after that that Cha-Cha and Felipe came over, mm-hmm. and we did the full moon ritual. Yes. Um, Which I had done them before. Yes. Um, at my apartment, and I, I did, you know, the, you know, all the holidays, the pagan holidays, those rituals at my apartment. We've um, done one at the new house. Yeah. Um, this was the first full moon one that we yeah. had, and we had guests, because we had Chacha and Felipe there doing it with us. Yes. Um, that was also the first time I had read for Felipe. I didn't know him, like, at all. Uh, about made him cry. Yeah. I was also the first time I read for you, yep. and I def made you cry. I still need you to read. Anyways. Anyway, um, so we did the full moon ritual. We did everything the way you're, you know, you're taught to do. We did our protective circle. We had the four cardinal points. We had the candles in the middle. We did the ritual. And it wasn't like anything. The full moon ritual is all about, you know, I'm trying to think how to word it. For for me, the way I like to do it, it's very much you put out into the universe goals that you want to achieve. Um, And so that's all it really is. And I don't know what it was about this particular full moon, this particular night, but it stirred shit up. Uh, there's, and I've thought about like, it. Like, it was already crazy before that, yeah. and then it just got worse. Like, knowing that this this conversation, this episode was going to happen, I'm like, I need, I need to think back to what might have caused this. And what I think happened... Because I didn't think anything of it at the time. It was my first... Well, it was like my third ritual with you. Yeah. But it was our first full moon ritual. When we were casting the protective circle, Cha-Cha broke it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But I didn't think anything of it Mm because you didn't say anything about it. I don't think I remember her... I don't think I realized that she had broken it. She broke it ever so briefly, ever so... You know, it, it it was almost like if you hadn't have seen it, you didn't know what happened. Yeah, I must. I don't think I realized it until later. Yeah, um, because I would have said something. So I think that, in 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 me thinking about it, that's what I think may have caused it. We didn't have the full protective circle we were supposed to have. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, no matter. And again, we'll kind of touch on this with the pagan slash Wicca episode. Um, no matter when or what what you're doing, when you cast any kind of protective circle like that because of the energies involved, you are going to attract entities, spirits, other fae um, things. Yeah. It, it will attract them because it's a new, it's this, you know, a lot of energy in one place and they want to know what's going on. They can't mess with you because you're in this protective circle, but you do know that they're there. 
But unbeknownst to us, we inadvertently opened a portal. I still don't know how that's possible that we did that. Um, because nothing that we did in that ritual should have done that. I, we don't know what... I, I we don't, don't know what Cha-Cha fucking wrote on... That's true. Her, her quote-unquote goal papers. Because we had, we had goals, and then we had, like, specific questions that we answered on papers. Yeah. Um, to burn and all that. She's saying, Mommy. What? Hold on. Hold on. All right. Hold on one second. We'll be right back. Um, oh, God. This was also the night that... We really introduced Cha-Cha to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if she ever listens to this, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, but I kind of regret that choice now. Yes. Um, I, I have no apologies. I am... I'm apologizing to everyone out there. I am so sorry, and I regret this choice. Yeah. Um, and I, I... God, I spent, what, like 30 minutes describing... The thing that was attached to her. Yeah. Because it was a which freaked her out because I so was much. so spot on. <laughs> well, the area freaked her out, too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just a little... And I'm glad we're using Cha-Cha. I'm not her actual name. Um, her... A family member of hers had been murdered um, a few years prior. Yes. To this actual night. And unbeknownst and to us. Unbeknownst to us, as they drove in, she realized that this family member had lived in this neighborhood and was murdered less than a mile away. Yeah. Um, Which was like, that whole connection was weird because it was my neighborhood that the family member lived in. And when she told me which house, I was like, yep, no, exactly which house. Yep. And then the neighborhood that they were killed in, my friend lived in at the time. And I was like, holy shit. Um, So, because I I could tell she was rattled when they came in. And... um, Yeah, she was very... Not herself. And and I asked her about it, like, just flat out, because... You, you knew... You had known her before that. Yes. And and I knew that I was there when it happened. Yeah. I was... We were friends when it happened. Yeah. Um, I believe we were in a show together when it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... So she told us that or whatever, and then it was after the ritual that, you know, I brought it to her attention that she had something attached to her. Yeah. That... That... Followed her sometimes, but not all the time. Sometimes it just stayed at home. Um, and was describing what I was feeling and what I could sense. And I couldn't, I could not for the life of me come up with a name. Wouldn't it? Started with an M? Nope. No? Yes, yeah, started with an M. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it, but yeah. it started with an M. Um, but I knew that it was male. Yes. I knew that it was... Older than she was. Yes. Um, that he was no longer with us. Yes. And, like, the name was on the tip of my tongue. The name it was that type of feeling thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the first letter that came to mind was D. I remember that. Yeah. And she kind of, like, shrugged that off. And then the next letter, M, came to mind. And mm-hmm. she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. And the D was was somewhere, I don't remember if it was middle name or last name. I thought it was a nickname. Was it a nickname? Yeah. The D was in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as she said the name, there was just this reassuring feeling. um, That it was right. That it was right. Um, Yeah, it was right. If she ever listens to this, 
let's yeah, let's yeah, let's that I got that night. Yeah, we're gonna move on. Um, um, so, so, anyways, after all of that happened, I was in my kitchen one day in the daylight, in the daylight, and I looked up into the big tree and I saw a figure of a woman sitting in this big tree, and I was like, "Well, that's weird. I I shouldn't be able to see that." Especially in the daylight, especially because it's me. That's fucking weird. Yep. And so that night, Andrew came over and I pointed her out. Like, she made it a point to text me and be like, you need to come over tonight. Yeah. Which, I mean, love Abby to death, but that's never the case. No. <laughs> especially up until this point. Yeah. It was always me saying, hey, you want to hang out tonight? Okay, I'm in your driveway. Uh, or, hey, you want to hang out? I'm already sitting on your back porch. <laughs> Uh, there were a couple nights where you were like, no, I'm just not feeling up to it. And I would like, get up off your back porch yeah. and go get in the car and leave. Creeper. <laughs> anyway, so I pointed her out <coughs> in this tree. <clears throat> and um, keep, keep going. Um, she pointed her out in this tree and uh, she was trying to describe her to me and just could not. The words were not coming. Um, the description was not coming to her. And she was like. Like she had on one of those first occasions when things were happening. <gasps> she was like, give me a piece of paper. Maybe I can, you know. I was fidgeting like a fucking bean. Yep. So I gave her a piece of paper and she just started sketching. And it started with what looked like the tree and the branch that she was sitting on. And she kind of just kept scribbling, scribbling, scribbling. There were a lot of then, words that I was writing out and crossing out. Yes. And, um, and she started to make draw out the figure of this woman. Um, with no face. With no face. No face. No face. No face at all. But she just kept sketching, 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 and I mean I could I could see what she was seeing. Yeah. But it was the same thing for me. I could not vocalize a description. I mean I can now. I <laughs> all I all I could have told you at that moment was that she had long dark hair. That is all I could have told you. Yeah. Because of the way she was sitting, I could not make out a build. I could not make out an age. No. Um, and she would go, and we and we thought she was residual because she kept going through the same motions yes. over and over and over again. Huh. Over That's and over. That's what she wanted us to think. Yeah. We quickly <sighs> learned that that was not the case. No. Not that quickly. No. Um, well, it was kind of those things, like, she kind of appeared and was doing the same thing over and over again. And then at the same time, around the same time, we realized that there was something over by Virgil's shed. Yep. Uh, well, no. Morning, the shed that was attached to his house. Yeah. the he had that like, shed behind the like, garage. Yeah. It, yeah. And, it, and it was attached to the side of it, and it never moved from yeah. there. there was, don't know There why. was, like, a container, like a wood container out there. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was attached to that. It was either pacing on top of it, or it was stuck next to it. Yeah. Um, and never, ever could I get a sense on what this was. Never. Never. Like, even, like, one day, I think I was over there watching the kids. And I saw Virgil out there, and I stepped out to smoke. And he waved at me, said hello. And so I walked back there, and, you know, it was daylight, so I crossed the property line with no problem. And was kind of talking to him. But the only reason I did that was to try to get a feel on what this thing was. Yeah. Because it, it was there. Mm-hmm. I knew it was there. It was there in the daylight. Yeah. Just like um, the woman in the tree. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm talking to Virgil and I'm, I'm, you know, at the same time, like, doing that, like, shifting the weight thing. Yeah. So that I can, because every time he moved and blocked what I was, you know, trying to send. So I was like, son of a bitch. And so I'd shift my weight the other direction. And um, 
never, ever could I, I... I was five feet away from this thing. I know. And could never, ever get a sense on it. Me being five feet away from him was not a good choice. No, it was not. Um, so this was pro- this probably went on, what, for a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks. Um, and then one night, everything fucking exploded. Well, it was a it was over the course of two nights that it exploded because yes. she exploded first. Yeah, and then he exploded. yeah. So we quickly uh, at this point, I say quickly because it div- everything happened so fast. Yeah, it took two weeks to this point, but at this point things went by very fast. Yes, neither of us got very much sleep over the course of the next two days. No. Um, we were standing outside, and she started to change her movements. Yeah, she wasn't, and we quickly learned she wasn't residual. And we also quickly learned that for some fucking reason, I could communicate with her and Andrew couldn't. Yeah. I could see her. I just could not communicate with her. She would only talk to me. I could not get, I could not even get feelings off of her. Only I could. And that made me very uncomfortable. And in this devolvement, it was an hour in and we both realized exactly who she was, what she was, where she was from. Yeah. So, at this point, we have now realized from the conversation that I've had with her that she's not from this world. She was never alive in this world. She didn't die in this world. She came through a portal that opened in the back of the property. Yep. Um, And I say the property, not my property, in this dead space of just grass in a tree line. And... Wherever the fuck she came from, basically it was hell from the description that, that we she, yeah. that we got. Uh, and she was, uh, I don't, I don't like, I don't even know how to put it into words without being like super blunt about it. She was me from another dimension. She was, she was a very evil form of myself from this other dimension. And, and we say dimension, it doesn't necessarily, because I know a lot of people listening to this will be thinking of, like, movies and TV shows. It's not like dimension. that. I don't it's even know. It's a different plane. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different um, plane of existence. And, and I don't want to say it's parallel, because it's no, not. No, it's not parallel. Uh, it's And it's, it's one of those things, like, if you don't experience it, it's very hard to explain. Yeah. But she was another form of myself from whatever the fuck she came from. Yeah. Wherever the fuck she came from. And she also told us that the thing that was trapped by Herschel's Virgil. garage, Virgil's garage was with her, was, was there with her, was her... Minion, if you will. Minion, if you will. Um, and so we, uh, so, so quickly, and mostly at the urging of Herman... Was, well, and she was also talking about how... They had plans yeah. for our world yeah. and what they were going to do to it. And we quickly realized we got to do something fast. Yeah. We also learned that night that the reason the thing by Virgil's garage or shed could move was because Gabe was trapping it there. Yeah. Um, um, which, and again, bless you, wherever you are. Yes. Uh, and so we, we again, contacted at, Blake. At the urging of Herman, we went inside. And yes. Yes, very much. So. We Him were both, and Gabe were like, go inside, go inside, we go were inside, both go inside. Very, very drained. Um, I, I just think you were like, I'm going to bed. I'm going yes. to lay down at least if I don't sleep, whatever. But I'm going to lay down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go call Blake. Yeah. 
And it was it was only like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at this point. It was one of our earlier nights. It was one of our earlier nights, because, I mean, at the old house, when it was just Paige, we spent, we were out there till after midnight most nights. 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock um, in the morning. Easy. And so this Easy. was one of the super early, because I would usually come over around 7.30 when Paige was being put to bed, and um, then we'd go outside immediately. Again, this was a very short night for us. Um, so you called Blake? I called Blake. I said, what are you doing right now? And he said, nothing. And I said, meet me at um, Steak and Shake. And he's like, oh shit, okay. And so... We met over there. I don't think we ever went into Steak and Shake. Mostly because that's not a conversation I want to have in public around people. Yeah. Um, I think we ended up going to the Meyer gas station and just getting drinks and sitting outside talking. Um, So I told him what happened. I told him what was going on. Um, We weren't 100% sure about the portal at this point, but I had an inkling. Yeah, we we had a suspicion. And as soon as I mentioned that... His demeanor immediately changed. He said, oh, fuck. And I was like, what can we do? What, what? I, I said, we need to take care of this, like, pronto. Yeah. And so then he, of course, needed to talk to other people to find out because he had never dealt with anything like this. And, like, even while we were sitting there, he texted people and was getting some ideas. And he's like, don't go over there tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And I texted you, uh, it's probably like 11, 30, 12 o'clock, to be like, I'm not coming over tomorrow, don't go out back tomorrow, blah, 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 Yeah. whatever. Um, and so it was two nights later, Blake met me over there, I think, if I remember correctly, we timed it so that I got there right before Blake. Yeah. Um, one of the few times, usually he would come much later. Yes. But anyways, um, and so he's got his accoutrement once again. Um, We get the fire going. Not a big one this time because it fizzled out real quick. Yeah, I did. I remember it fizzled out. We had a hard time getting it started that Um, night. So he went (laughs) to get a sense of this portal, of what was going on. They Everyone was... Of course, yeah. Abby's sitting over here with the church giggles, and I'm like, the fuck is going on? She's like... They just think it's funny. They think it's funny. They All, all of them thought it was so, hilarious what he was doing because it was so stupid. Picture it. Abby's Backyard, 2015. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blake walks back, and as he's getting to the property line, he's got one hand to his head. Very psych-ish. Uh, except it was like all fingers were extended. Yeah. And his other hand is extended out in front of him with just two fingers pointed up. Like, these are dro- not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I've seen one Star Wars movies, guys. Oh, jeez. Um, and he's, he starts walking around, and he's making circles with his hand that's out in front of him with the two fingers up and then his thumb that's kind of out sometimes. Yeah. And his other hand is out. And-, and the entire time, I mean, this is a very serious situation, and the way we deal with serious situations is we make fun of it. And so the entire time Blake's back there, Andrew and I are watching, and we're like, so what do we do if he dies? <laughs> Andrew's like, I can forge his signature. It's I fine. can forge his signature. We'll get his car. We'll get his car. We'll sell It'll it. It'll be fine. We'll have money. And we're like, okay, good, because they're going to take him out first. Because that's that's what we could do. And I don't know how it happened. I don't know what caused it, because this is where my part of storytelling ends. Blake had to have broken that barrier that we placed on the property line. Yeah, he had to have. He had and to have. And somehow he broke, I guess Gabe just 
couldn't hold him in anymore. Yeah. Because whatever the fuck was on Virgil's garage jumped from there into your body. Yep. I remember nothing from this point until I woke up. So at this point, you went over to my shed for some reason. I had gone over there to pee. Yes. I remember that. Yes. You went over there to pee. You went over there to pee on my shed. I didn't want to go inside. Yeah. You went over there to pee, and you were over there forever, and you just stood there. Like, I mean, after you put it away, obviously. Um, And I was just like... Okay. I never peed, remember? Because as soon as Jeremy got <laughs> yeah. me up, I'm like, I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, you never got to pee. And I didn't realize how long it had been. Yeah. And so he, as soon as he, like, it was like his entire, his entire demeanor changed. He came back. He sat down. He was very quiet. You were very stern, very serious. And even the way he spoke had changed. And Blake had come back at this point. Let me ask you, how were my legs during this? What do you mean? While I was sitting, when I came to sit. What do you mean? Because the next day, I had a very distinct pain back behind my knee. Behind your knee? Yeah. Uh, if I recall correctly, I mean, you weren't you weren't sitting any... Like, it was like both feet were planted to the ground, and you were very much like... I never crossed my legs? Like a lady crosses her legs? Not You know I, how I sometimes, like, shift to one side? And, yeah, and no, okay. he was very much like... You sat, like, both feet firmly planted on the ground, shoulder-width apart... Hands in your lap. Straight back. Very much. I think your knee hurt from what happened after. Oh, okay. Um, the booze calling. Hold on. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. So, I'll cut So you came that. back. I know. So you came back and you sat down, like I said, feet, shoulder width apart, whatever, planted firmly. And at this point, Blake has come back. And I'm, we're, and I'm just kind of like staring at you like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Like, and... And I kind of was like, Blake, something's weird, something weird, something weird's happening. And he he kind of started the conversation. Because I kept, I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you okay? Like, what, you know, what's ha- like, are you having a moment? Like, what's happening? And you wouldn't respond to me, which was very unsettling. Because, yes, we've gone through periods where you haven't spoken to me <laughs> for three weeks. While living in the same house. But that was never, it was, it was different. You were acknowledging my presence. Kind of. It was almost like you didn't recognize me. But you would look at me like, why the fuck are you talking to me? And you never would do that. And a lot of times when you wouldn't speak to me, like, for whatever reason, but, you know, even after when you, after you lived with us, it was just through text. This was, like, I, and it was more of an avoidance. This, you were not avoiding me. You lit, it was literally like, I don't know why you're speaking to me kind of thing. And Blake kind of got it talking, and it became very apparent. You were possessed. It was there to use your body to accomplish whatever it needed to accomplish. And and I'm just Blake. telling you right now, in all of my years of paranormal experiences, I have never, until this point, never believed in possession. Well, that changed real quick. Sure did. Um, Blake, then, like, I mean, I tried everything. I tried being the strong friend and being like, we are going to do whatever it takes to get you the fuck out. You know, you can't scare us. We're going to, you know, I tried to put my big girl panties on <laughs> and he, and didn't work, didn't work. Speaking of, I had to touch your panties when I took them out of the dryer. Don't tell your husband. It's fine. I touched your underwear. I'm taking it out of the dryer too, so it's Woo-hoo. fine. And cats. Anyway. Um, 
And even Blake was trying, you know, like, Blake's talking about how, you know, he has tricks up his sleeves. He, you know, he knows how to handle this, da 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 And it laughed at Blake about how he knows Blake from, like, another life or something like that. And he could squish Blake like a bug. I mean, and it very, like, and it wasn't, like, an anger. It was a very calm, stern confidence that came from this thing which made it even more terrifying it wasn't phased by anything we were saying and so literally the only thing that I I really wish you all would have felt this (laughs) the only thing that I could think of to do at this point was I sat next to you it whatever and I started annoying the ever loving shit out of it I mean like toddler questions like so where are you from oh that sounds really hot why is it so hot there can you have babies I don't know how do you have babies can you have babies can you be happy do you know what happiness is what color is your sky? Why is it that color? Is there a ground? Can you fly? I mean, like, literally, like, those kind of questions. And, I mean, it was like, shut up or I'm going to burn your face off. And I was like, why? Would that hurt? Why would that hurt? Why would you want to do that to me? Like, literally, that's why all Why would I say I'd burn your face off? That's it saying it. Or why would it say that? Because I was annoying lever loving shit out of it. and it Was it smoking me- my cigarettes? No. Oh, okay. No, he was just trying to threaten me to scare me to shut up, and I wouldn't stop. And... He was like, shut up. Like, I was getting it angry. Like, that calm tone was gone. And it, he, he was like, you, he just wanted me to be quiet. And I was like, I will stop asking the annoying questions if you leave my friend. And he was being stubborn about it, so I kept going. And this went on for two hours. Two hours I did this. And it finally was like, Fine. Like, those arguments between a man and a woman where the guy's just, once they get argument to stop, and he's like, Fine. I'm sorry. There was no apology. <laughs> and um, and it left. And at this point, you had gone, you, you were in the chair, and your whole body slumped. And you woke up. Kind of feeling. No, I woke up next to the shed on the ground. You like, but it was like you slumped over in the chair, like you slumped in the chair physically. And then you stood up and walked over to the shed and I was just like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, did it leave? Is it gone? Like, Blake's like, yeah, it's not in there. It's not there anymore. Like, it's gone. And, and then you just sat down. And I didn't know if you were just trying to get your bearings. I didn't know if you were going to be sick. But you just sat down on the ground. And you woke up. And you're like, I was I, sick later that night, guys. You, you. you were like, I can't move. You physically could not get up. And so we had to get Jeremy to come out and help you up. And I think that's how you hurt your knee was Jeremy trying to lift you and you not being able to put any weight. Because I, I distinctly remember him saying, because he, he got Blake over there to try to help too, that I didn't feel like I weighed the, the 312 pounds I weighed at the time. Yeah. He was like, this is more than this is like. Yeah. I, he, I remember him struggling and trying to get Blake to help. and Yeah. You know, and and as as I woke up and and I could feel my body again, that's when I try. I was trying to help. I was moving my legs to get into a position for him to just lift me and and yeah, you know, take me over to the chair or whatever. And and you know, trying to get Blake to take an arm because for whatever reason my right arm didn't wake up as quickly as the rest of me. Yeah. Um. That's what I remember. I had no clue that over two hours had passed. 
I mean, it was close to three at that point. I had no... I I remember oh my God. waking up. I remember because... It wasn't like the phone, though, thank God. That would have been awful. I, I remember walking over to the shed to pee. And then the next thing I knew, I was sitting by the shed. No clue how much time had passed. No clue, you know. I wanted a cigarette. Yes, really, really bad. bad. Really bad. Because um, you hadn't had one for over three hours. Yeah. And so you got me a cigarette. And you, you, you know, you were telling me what had happened. And Blake was... <sighs> Blake was still very cautious. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that I was awake. He didn't... He. I mean, he could feel that it was gone, though. But he wasn't like 100%. Like, he, he wasn't didn't know 100% it was, sure. Because these things were tricky. They were yeah. tricky. Like, he asked me a couple of questions that only I would know answers to. Yeah. You asked me a couple. Um, you asked me what I always text you when... Yep. After I come out of my slumps. Yep. Holy fuck balls on period toast, Batgirl. Ew! That was the worst <laughs> one ever! But it's my favorite one. Uh, <laughs> uh, or holy, holy period blood on toast, not holy fuck uh, on period uh, I, I still... We sat there, what, for another hour and a half or so because I just I couldn't, you couldn't move I could not you uh, didn't have the energy to stand to drive home I was worried about you driving home yeah. I was good trying to get you to stay Blake followed me home I remember yeah that. but I was trying to get you to stay there because I didn't want you to drive yeah um, and then it was was it the next night that we did the ritual yes it was the very because yeah. yeah it was the very next night that we did the ritual because I came over right after work mm-hmm. the next day yeah because um, Jeremy was home and I just vegged no, I was live. No, I wasn't. No, no. Um, I just vegged on the couch until you got home from work. Yeah, and um, yeah, because I was working at, at Gardner by this point. Yeah, um, and I I remember you coming home and you looking at me and you didn't really say anything at first because you could see that I was out of it. Yeah, I was exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah. I mean, we both and were. I don't know. I don't remember what time I left after all of that. It was in the wee hours of the morning. And I had to be at work at 6 o'clock the next morning. Uh-huh. Because um, I was working an early shift that day for, I don't remember what reason. But anyways, um, sweating small stuff. And... So we did the ritual the following night. Um, we all agreed it had to be that night. We couldn't keep it. Yeah. Let it keep going after what happened with you and... Things that had been said. And and so basically, you know, Blake brought the stuff. We did the ritual. And amazingly, it worked. It did, it, yeah. The portal was closed. And as soon as the portal closed... I had energy. Their lifeline to be able to sustain themselves in this world dissipated. And so they went with it. And they never came back. Nope. Um, thank, thank the Lord above. Um... But it was also after that that we started getting some other visitors. Yeah. It was shortly thereafter that experience. It was shortly before that the triad showed up. That's right. Um, it was kind of It was shortly it was, before you saw her for the first time. Yeah, they, they um, showed up. It was like, it was very strange because that whole time. But at that point, it was just an energy over there. I, I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah. Uh, we've, it, but through that whole experience with her and, and whatever the fuck it was. A lot of very protective energy started showing up. Like, my yeah. grandmother showed up during that time. The triad showed up at that time. And we call them the triad because there were three of them. 
Um, and we don't know, we never really could communicate with them because they spoke Gaelic. Yeah. Uh, and we could not translate what they were saying. But they had this weird ability to multiply themselves. So whenever there was any iffy... Any sort of threat. Any kind of threat, they would multiply and surround my house. I think the most was 54. Yeah, they surrounded the house. It was always it was always in threes. Yes. Like, when I first noticed them, it was just an energy over there. Yeah. And it, after all this happened, um, and I am I'm fully aware that after this happened, my sensitivity and my abilities... Skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. High, hardcore yeah. developed. Yeah. And um, I knew there was three of them. I knew that they were some sort of... They were in cloaks. Yeah. Their faces were covered. Whether I don't they know were... if they ever had faces. Um, and that they were constantly changing positions in, in their little triangle, which is why I called them the triad, because they were always standing in some sort of triangle. Yeah. Um, and then... It, it was a few weeks after that was the first time they multiplied yeah. to, like, nine. Yeah. And then we had something happen where they literally lined the property. We there thought, were we like thought the witch was 54 coming. 54 of them. We thought the witch was coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that whole story was there. There was some, I guess, folklore, if you will, uh, tale of, of a witch that lived in the woods... <clears throat> that was that well, at the time was more so when this yeah. person would have been alive, um, <clears throat> but the trees that were this you know this little wooded area that was behind the house, supposedly she lived in those woods yeah. and she was an evil evil person, did all kinds of black magic and shit, um, and that was one of the things that gave kept back there was some sort of evil presence, yeah. and at this particular night, whatever it was was coming forward. And, like, Gabe was super on high alert. Herman was up the tree. And the triad... No, Herman was on the roof. Oh, that's right. Herman, Herman was on the roof. Paige's room. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he became very protective. Not of me, but more so of Paige. Yeah. Um, and my grandmother was there. And that again. was the first time that I realized what was in Paige's closet. Yeah. Um, and... Which we will get to all of this in part two. Because we're at an hour and a half. Oh, so many things. So many things left. Um, I might... Call Blake and see if he wants to guest on part two. All right. That's fine. Because um, he had quite a few experiences, and we kind of got shitty with him when he talked about our experiences on his podcast. Um, That's very true. Permission. That's very true. And this episode will not be published until I have talked to him. And That's said, fair. You know, hey. That's fair. That's um, totally fair. But we, there will be a part two. There, um, That'll be the next thing we record. I'm going to talk to Blake and see when he can come out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, so, there's so much more to tell. So much more. Um, if, if there wasn't that much, I would be like, let's go to an hour and 45, but there's so much more to tell. There's the old lady, there's the witch, there's my grandma, uh, your there's grandma, the stuff in the house, the stuff in the house, the Russians, Russians. the, the grandmother and, and the grandchild. There's a story to go there yeah. as well. Um, yeah. so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, this is episode four. Sweet. I, I feel like we're like hardcore pushing this <laughs> one as opposed to like backstage, backstage, backyard Whoa. Broadway. 
Um, um, but anyways. So stay, wor- stay weird. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. We definitely will with more and more stories. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>